Awesome. Welcome back to the Fractional Edge, part two for the afternoon. Uh, today, our first guest for the afternoon is Amanda McDougal, correct? Yep, correct? All right, Amanda. So tell us a little bit about your fractional focus and a little bit about your story. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Carol. Um, so Amanda McDougal, I am with AIM, which is a fractional operational leadership company offering operations uh, executive support in the mortgage and real estate industry specifically, as well as operational coaching. Okay. So my backgrounds um, and the team backgrounds, we actually have two uh, fractionals on the team as well, uh, is in mortgage operations, specifically for the last 20 years in various leadership roles in large top five lenders, as well as small startup companies. So the real estate market's been interesting yeah. over the last couple of years. Yes. I mean, there was that boom and yep. then there was the dip when all of the interest rates went high. Yep. How does your organization support real estate companies in this kind of fluctuation? Absolutely. So it's really almost ideal time right now. So it was, you know, feast and famine. Now we're in the famine. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the pieces that we support is providing that fractional support to come in so you don't lose your structure yeah. as maybe, you know, your, your pipeline or your numbers are dwindling, mm -hmm. but you can keep that structure, but maybe you don't need that full-time employee. And so we can come in in a leadership role and, and, oversee things and keep those things going and ensure that that foundation stays solid so that when we do have that feast time again, mm -hmm. you're ready to go and that ball isn't dropped. You're not recreating that foundation. Good point. Yeah. I can imagine that if you forget to kind of keep things working in proper order, that when that feast comes back, you probably find out where everything is broken. I, I think about exactly. the times in the winter time when you're blowing out your sprinkler system yes. and then you turn it back on. You're like, oh, that busted. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. And then it's like, oh no, because everything is coming at you, right? Yeah. So when it picks back up, it's going to go probably zero to a hundred really fast. And so trying to clean that up once it's already started is really challenging. And when you are a very much like a sales oriented person, a CEO or a top sales executive in a company, your focus is really on working with those clients and working with your sales mm -hmm. team and keeping them kind of in the go. And you can't focus in as well on that operational side. But if that side slips, your customer experience really slips. And that of course is the kind of like killer of yes. any good company is Absolutely. losing that great customer experience. Is your organization regional, local, national? We provide coverage nationwide. So we have clients on the East and West Coast, um, as well as Midwest right now. And so, I mean, really, we're just able to provide that support depending on on what someone is looking for. So, And then are you yourself a real estate broker? Like, what is your backstory and why yeah. this world? Yeah. So I fell into the mortgage industry, <laughs> as most people seem to do. I was a receptionist for a mortgage broker way back 20 some odd years ago um, and became the processor's right hand and moved into different roles from there, leadership positions, working um, VP and executive positions for mortgage companies um, and just learning the ropes of all the different pieces of the industry. Uh, a few years ago, I think it was 2019, 2020, as things were really picking up actually, I think it was 2019, um, I, I decided to get licensed okay. as a loan officer as well. So while I had a background in operations, I was like, let me see this side. I want to see what it feels like mm -hmm. for the sales team and really get that firsthand knowledge. And it really was able me able 
I was really able to bring in that other piece of the puzzle okay. to have a really holistic perspective. I see the pain points on both sides and I physically have sat in that seat as well to know what that feels like from that sales perspective. Now, you also said executive coaching. Mm -hmm. As a certified coach myself, I would have never in a million years thought executive coaching in the real estate industry. Yes. It's because most of those people are solopreneurs themselves. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about what that part of your business is. Absolutely. So we really focus on the operational side okay. of that. And it's a piece of the, of the puzzle that is missing, in my opinion, in the industry very, you know, very much. There's a lot of support for sales teams and there needs to be. But from an operational side, and I have firsthand experienced this in my career, I was a top producer. I could get the numbers out. I could keep the quality. I could do all the things. And I was promoted and I loved being promoted, but I was promoted among my peers. And that's a challenging space to navigate. Plus, I didn't have a leadership background, but there isn't any coaching around how to navigate that space and how to how to be humble, but also to create that leadership environment to where your team is going to, you know, work with you and and also respect you as yeah. you're moving into that role. So, you know, a lot of times leaders are not hired externally from outside these industries. They're promoted on the operation side right. from within but with limited guidance. So we're saying, you know, maybe what did your manager do well? We'll just do that. You uh, know, yeah. what have you seen others do? Maybe read this book. That's not enough. I mean, it could be for some people, but it's not really enough to create the leadership that especially industries that are so feast and famine like mm -hmm. these, you need really strong leaders in those seats. Nice. Yeah. This is a niche that I had not ever heard of. So I'm sure if we've got CEOs who and, and founders who are listening to this, this is going to be fantastic for them. So as you're as a fractional executive and your experience is, what are some of like the key strategies or the best practices that you usually deliver to give the as much consistency and results as possible? I think it's really important to go back to the basics initially. So I come in and really get to know what is working and what is not working for the team right now and what is their goal. I think it's really important as coming in fractionally to understand and really, um, I can't come up with the word, um, really live the company mission or vision. Got it. So you need to support it and and bring that into the team. So when you're coming in fractionally to to help them maybe restructure their ops team in an industry that is so up and down, mm -hmm. you need to be very cognizant of people and emotions and Am, am I coming in to take your job? No, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. You know, layoffs can be rampant and things like that in this industry, especially now. So you need to analyze the holistic picture and then come in and make sure, you know, are there, are there set expectations? Are these clearly communicated to the team members? Do they understand what's expected to them? And has the leadership team been transparent as possible, as transparent as possible with them, especially in these up and down markets? What's kind of some of the unexpected value that hiring a fractional in your client base, what's the unexpected value that customers and clients and, and CEOs can expect? Absolutely. So having that oversight and being able to come in and see where the pitfalls may be before they even get there mm. or where a slight tweak to the process can really up-level that customer experience or that employee experience and making sure, you know, there's certain tasks that, that the sales counterpart, the CEO may not need to be focused on, but if they're not focused on it and maybe the leadership that they have in their operations team doesn't know to focus on it, 
there's a gap there that is a really easy fix and we can help guide that leader or be that leader to be able to make sure that those gaps aren't happening. Got it. Was any success stories come to mind? Um, let's see. So we, I recently was working with a client and, you know, very visionary, um, very all over the place. We were working to build his foundation with his team and his team understood where he wanted to go, but not fully the day to day mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah. And so there would be maybe Monday, Tuesday, the team was awesome and consistent. Wednesday, Thursday, it fell off. Friday, where was everybody, you know, um, and, you know, getting that consistency in and coming in and saying, okay, these are the metrics we're going to focus on right now. These are our goals for this quarter, being transparent from that perspective and just communicating it. Yeah. And I think especially with um, CEOs that are very visionary, yes. it's getting that, like, give me your vision and let's communicate that out and make it happen. But we need the team to be surrounded or to, to circle the vision as well so that we're all headed to the same place. Yeah, that's that makes a very good point given that because of the nature of the industries that you're servicing, there's a lot of um, self-starters. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, trying to corral all of that mm -hmm. into the one vision can sometimes be difficult. Absolutely. So, well, and with the market changing so much, yeah. that vision today may not be the vision tomorrow, but have you communicated that to the team as far as, hey, we did a shift, a, uh, you know, a slight pivot to the vision because this is what the market's doing and educating the team on we're pivoting this way because we need to head a different direction to weather the market. Do you think that CEOs um, are just operating out of a mindset of fear if they're that transparent? I think it's the opposite. Oh. Personally, I think, um, you mean as far as- like Would they be fearful to be that transparent? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think there's definitely, there is a fear there of being that transparent. Yeah. It's being vulnerable. Yeah. But I go. think the vulnerability is so key, especially in markets like this. When it's a an up market, no one really notices, right? Everybody sees the vision. We're providing great client experience. We're knocking it out. Everybody, there's always these positives hitting, right? There's a stress level that's really high, but there's always positive things happening and everybody's busy. When things get slow, Everyone second guesses the smallest thing they do, the littlest thing they do wrong. And having that transparency or seeing somebody in a leadership role be a little bit vulnerable, I believe creates more empowerment in a leader and, and in a team in supporting that leader mm -hmm. because they took a minute to be vulnerable and a little bit more transparent than maybe their counterparts. Yeah, because that immediately feeds into the ability of the employees to trust. Yes, yeah, exactly. I got that. So can you share a specific challenge that maybe you faced as a fractional ex uh, executive and maybe what is the myth that you busted uh, when you went for that uh, difficult situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, just being fractional in general. Yeah. It's very confusing. There's not a, a consistent understanding. And so I was working with a client uh, and we were headed down a lot of what I would call rabbit holes. So oh. initially we had our initial scope of work, but there was a lot more to it. And so we had to have some really in-depth conversations of, yes, the, these are the things that you want to do after having these conversations about like our top four items we want to work on, we've now gone down all these other rabbit holes. Let's reprioritize because we're working together for this 
succinct amount of time and we need to figure out what is priority one to get that first foundation level and then where are we going to build on from there and mm -hmm. what does that look like i also think you know in talking to to some of the the folks that i work with you know i, I love the idea in the fractional space of from an operations leader perspective setting that foundation and getting everything ready for an easy like not an easy transition yeah so that someone else can come in and lead that team almost seamlessly mm. right I, you know it's not necessarily going to be me or whomever they're working with and i think that's phenomenal because when that market does shift you can transition someone in when you are ready for yeah. that full-time employee seamlessly compared to you know having to hire and bring somebody in and having to navigate onboarding and learning the team and all the things that happen with that. How often when you go into your uh, agreements or your clients, do they try to treat you like that W-2 employee versus the expert knowledge holder that you are? I would say it's been about 50-50. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's just not necessarily knowing because mm. it's such it's such a newer aspect of the industry. And so it's having those conversations of, you know, this task may be more, we can, we can delegate that to someone, we can work with somebody to build this out and, you know, engage that piece. I, that doesn't necessarily have to be me mm -hmm. in this role, yeah. but I can help guide this person on the team. Very good. Yeah. So um, where do you see fractional executives fitting in in the workforce planning? And I have to be very transparent. I don't know a lot about the real estate world. You know, I think that uh, they're just like every other company, but I always thought they were kind of small unless you worked for like a massive, like a Remax or something. Yeah. So when you think about fractional exe executives fitting in, in as far as workforce planning for a real estate organization, how well do you think that that's going to kind of continue to support the growth of that industry? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that there are, from a mortgage perspective, and then also with the real estate agents, mm. there's there are smaller companies, but they or smaller teams. So on the real estate side, you see a lot of smaller teams, but they're looking to grow and expand and up level that team. But their knowledge is is more on that sales side, that business development kind of aspect. But even real estate agents need an operational piece. And so being able to come in and, and it's transaction coordinating, but providing okay. that piece of that puzzle and taking that on for either the office as a whole or fractionally for a large team um, enables them to grow. They're not, they're able to do that upfront piece, their genius zone of the puzzle mm -hmm. and really transition off those other pieces that are not inside their genius zone. Nice. Yeah. I think that that that's part of the thing that people don't understand is that fractionals are there to, to allow the valve steam to let some steam out yes. so that you can focus on what it is that you are the best at. Bring the fractional in to kind of push that into their zone of excellence. Yes. Nice. Exactly. And sales is not my zone of excellence. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <So>. See, <laughs> let me do the ops, I'll right? Drive it ops. <laughs> so what did you like most about FRAC 2023? This has been amazing. So I'm from Texas. So it's been awesome being in Minneapolis, meeting so many people. Everybody is so open and collaborative. And that's been so beautiful. I mean, yesterday, all day today, just open conversations. What work, What's working for somebody, what's not working, and just 
strategizing together. I'm a big strategic thinker and that's been phenomenal having that soundboarding and, and being able to talk through some of those things. Yeah. It, you know, it's, uh, again, these are all centers of excellence, yes. right? And being able to tap on the shoulder and go, Hey, you work in an X industry. I wonder if that works in my industry I'm servicing. Yep. So it's the brain trust, right? Yes. So it's just a brain meld. Exactly. So what's the one thing you want to leave our listeners with? I would say step outside of your comfort zone, be vulnerable, be as transparent as possible, and help your teams to navigate the change. And if you are interested in what Fractional is or interested in hiring Fractional, definitely reach out. So how can our listeners find you? Uh, my website is ArtemisIntuitiveMentoring.com. We are on LinkedIn or on Instagram. Um, and I recently started a TikTok, but we won't go down that dun, road dun, yet. Dun, dun. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the Fractional Edge. And so any CEOs, founders, uh, private equity firms, anybody who's looking to grow their business and you are in that real estate industry, this woman's going to help you get your company on operationally strong foundations. Thank you so much. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Absolutely.